You're listening to the Pretty Ambitious Podcast with Melissa Murciano, a podcast with successful women sharing their journeys and redefining success along the way. We all have value to bring, from the goal-driven career woman to the impactful stay-at-home mom. Their stories will empower you and give you the push that you need to succeed in the areas that are important to you. So listen along and be inspired as we celebrate and learn from each other. Sure, it's pretty ambitious, but let's do this together. In this episode, you're going to be hearing from interior designers Nikta and Serena of Nixie Design. They will share about how they got started in the business, how they got their first client, and how to create a space you love. So listen in. Okay, for those who don't know you, can you please introduce yourself, let us know what you do, and where you're based out of. My name is Nikta. I'm with Nixie Design, and we're based out of Los Angeles, California. My name is uh, Serena. I am with Nixie Design, and I'm also based in um, Los Angeles, California. We're neighbors. <laughs> yeah, and for those who don't know, I'm an interior and real estate photographer, so that is how I actually met Nikta and Serena. Um, they hired me to do a job for them um, that they had just completed, and I, right away, I was really impressed by, you know, your overall knowledge on construction and design. And just by overhearing you speak to your clients, I could quickly tell that there was many details and so much preparation that led up to this day because, because when I get there, it's showtime. It's, you know, everything is ready. All the details are done, but there's so many steps in between. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into today. But before we get there, how did Nixie Design come about? How did it get started? Um, Well, Serena and I met in college. We were both in design school. And that's where we initially met and our friendship began. And after graduation, we parted ways. And then we reunited in a design build studio um, two years after graduation, which was about 2010 is when we graduated. Um, so we got the pleasure of working together and kind of knowing how we work together so well. And then, um, Serena had taken a short leave after that. And then, uh, we reconnected seven years later. Yeah. Seven years later, (laughs) we reconnected. Um, I was at a point where I was ready to start my own business. Serena was at a personal point where she was ready and our paths just recrossed at that time. And we decided to get into it in 2017. Okay. So you guys met in school. And so is this like you get a bachelor's and then you major in design? You get, you get a, a BS in uh, communications and, or not communications, family consumer sciences. I'm sorry. And from Cal State Northridge and um, with the direction of interior design. So it's broader, you know, okay. um, major. major which emphasizes the Um, Okay, so whose idea was it to start the business together? Did you guys always know that you wanted to be in some type of partnership? We did, but the timing was never right. Um, Serena was kind of doing her own thing. She was working on flips. I was, I was doing some flips. I did some event coordinating. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't know if I wanted to work for someone or work for myself, but I Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when Nikta said she's ready to do it by herself, I'm like, you sure? Let's, let's, I guess, let's do it on our own. <laughs> the timing couldn't have been better. Yeah. Like at the time that we connected, um, I had one project under my belt and I was like, you know, if I get busier, I would love to link up and start together. And the very next day, a developer reached out to me and said, I have three homes that I need designed do you have, you know, do you have the time and resources? So I called Serena right away. I'm like, it's, it's really meant to be. I think we should take it. We didn't have a name. We didn't have an office figured out. We just jumped right into it. And it really started from there. So what's the meaning behind your business name? Nixie is a little bit of both of us. The N-I is the first two letters of my name multiplied by the first two letters of Serena's name. And then put it together, it's Nixie. Nice. Was this something that you always wanted to do growing up? Not me. <laughs> I always think you can do whatever you want to do. I thought if I go to this school, I can be a doctor. If I go to this school, I can be. 
I was in marketing in CSUN. I was in business. And then I thought it was, I was working at a bank. And I thought it was the most boring thing I had ever done in my life. I was like, I can't do this the rest of my life. So I yeah. worked at a, a furniture, a custom furniture place where I got to design and work with clients. And I was like, I kind of like this. So, so I changed my major. And I like, I love, like, I enjoyed working. Not that like you can't do something else, but you, I think you need to enjoy what you do. So right. I've worked at a bank my whole life, but I wouldn't have enjoyed it. But. It doesn't sound like a very easy business to start. Um, to me, it sounds like it would be really difficult to become profitable right away. Would you agree with that? Sometimes when you're in a creative field, especially, um, you have to find your balance. Right. Would both of us love to spend eight hours a day just doing pretty things and um, designing and doing what we're really good at? Yes. But yes, you do have to make the money end of it. And um, it definitely takes time and it takes um, practice and, and learning to figure out how to migrate the two. Um, it's not a hobby. You have to treat it like a business. In yeah. the, you know, especially in the beginning, you kind of do a lot of free things yeah. and yeah, and then you, you're like enjoying what you do. So you spend extra time that you don't get paid for. And then you realize I need to get paid for right. time. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, I need to, it, it's a business. It's not a hobby. Like you really have to treat it that way. And you can't take right. for granted your time. And you can get lost in it sometimes because you love it so much. Um, so yeah, it, it, you have to find your balance. Okay, first things first, please explain the difference between interior designer and interior decorator because I know that a lot of people like to think that they're the same. <laughs> Our favorite one. Just ask me that. I'm like, you still don't know. Because <laughs> they call me a decorator. <laughs> yeah, no. That's why I wanted to say this in the beginning. I'm like, we need to get this cleared up. Go ahead. What, you know, tell what, what did I tell him? I said, Interior designers deal with the structure and planning of your home and the interior structures as well, materials and all of that. Interior decorators are more um, like a furniture, a finisher, yeah. Furniture and the pillows and fabric, like the end. What most people think designers do, yeah. but don't actually. Right. We plan the rooms, we plan how that space is gonna look and you walk through them and what wall should even be there, so. It's like, it's, kind of, it's almost like the architecture of the interior of the home. Um, right. So it's, it's very detailed. And we think even when they're building, if we're involved when they're building, actually sometimes afterwards when we tear down some walls, <laughs> um, we're thinking of how it's going to look in the end. We can see from the beginning to the end. I think that's, that's that the most important part of the interior designer world. Is the functional and aesthetic. Yes the functional mm -hmm. not the end not just the pretty you know jewels in the end that's that's in the end it's still fun but that's not the whole picture that's like the last five percent <laughs> so so you would you do both you do you decorate mm -hmm. and then you also design the space yes, yes. i'd say right. the decorating part we, we don't do much of we yeah, do very little like yeah we'll just do it and get out but that's not what we spend most of our time on. That's like literally the last week of the project. If it's a year long project, the last week is the decorating for us. And that's it. Wow, a year long project. We have contractors that reach out to us and ask us if we can just base plan this home for their client. Um, and then they would take it from there. They just want us to figure out exactly how the layout should be, what makes sense. Um, and then they can build off of that. We have clients that have worked with architects for a year and they bring us in to finalize that plan and look at it. And sometimes we're rearranging everything, things that just don't make sense. Like, why are we walking into a powder room right there in our entry hallway? Um, or little things that it's just in the bigger picture, it's not going to make sense. And so yeah, your visions for them. Um, that's why we always tell clients it's better to hire a designer first and then bring in your contractor and the other stuff that go along with that or else how are they going to know what they're bidding or what exactly you're asking for? I guess that's what it, where it comes down to interior designers come in the beginning. If you're a decorator, you come in the end. Like they can actually work with us. Yeah. <laughs> they can actually, an interior decorator can come in the end and 
like finish up a job for us in a sense. But we do it. But we'll do that too. But I think that's not the big picture of it. Yeah. 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 I remember when you guys showed me a picture of your 3D scan. What is the what is the terminology for that? The, the 3D rendering? Yeah, is that that's the word? <laughs> yeah, it was like I was so surprised how like spot on it was from that picture. Yeah. And that really made me realize like wow, there's so much thought that goes into this and it's yeah. it's, it's really amazing cuz I think a lot of people do think you guys are just like putting a candle there in the corner or yeah. <laughs> I like we love 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 doing kitchens and bathrooms um and the space planning and we we do the furniture we do it great you've seen a lot of our um, before and afters but i think we really specialize in all the finishing materials all the building the building of it, the beginning of it we just love that the most out of everything that's under our belt of description of things that we do i think that's okay. good offended well and they call us a decorator <laughs> 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 It is not bad. It's just a it's different. Yeah, it's, it's a different. different it's a different job. You know. Right. Okay, so I wanted to get into kind of like the process of how everything works. So if I was your client and I said I want to redo my kitchen, what's happening from the very beginning? So you said that it's better for for me. Let's say I'm doing my kitchen over to contact the designer first, and then you connect with the builder. If they have a contractor, we'll connect with yours. If not, we'll refer a couple of people and they can, you know, interview them. Um, there are some people we like to work with, but we can work with anyone if you have someone. Mm -hmm. um, so in the beginning, yeah, we should, you should call us first so we can take a look at your space, kind of give you an idea, get your budget in order, you know, ask mm -hmm. how far are you willing to go. Um, how far do you think you're gonna go and what we think, you know, if you're gonna tear, if you're gonna do all this construction, how far you should go. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm just gonna change the counter and it's just like, and then we show them, you know, just a little bit more will get you so much more out of it. Or you don't, they'll change everything and leave this one old path in front of their homeless, for, for instance. And you see the, that, beautiful finish but they don't see that there's this one piece that's missing so we kind of like you can spend all this money yeah. but if you're not going to do it you're not going to do it all right it's not going to make a difference yeah thing. and a lot of times like clients come to us like we just want to refinish our cabinetry what a lot of people don't understand is just that refinishing is going to cost you a brand new kitchen yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and it's going to serve you better in the long run mm -hmm. So we're really there, like we always tell them, we start with a consultation because we want to see where you're at, where you're thinking you want to go with this, where your budget is going to be. And most of the time, um, we're there to kind of burst your bubble and to tell you um, that's not realistic. And this is the better alternative. <laughs> and, and they see it and they understand it. You know, a lot of clients are Pinterestors. They just come to us with all these pictures. Well, it's great. But is that your home? Is that really what this space needs let's let's reevaluate re what your thoughts were and we come up with a better solution clients sometimes they come to us with 3d renderings and chicken scratch drawings and they think that they've already come up with the very best but we're just yeah opinion. and we blow them out of the water they're just like oh wow i did not even that idea didn't even come to me so yeah it's always great to have another opinion regardless of how far you think you've gotten with your own design yeah, and I think fresh eyes and, and people like us that have seen, for instance, multiple kitchens, multiple layouts. Mm -hmm. We do so many kitchens, and like, even if we don't post it, some people are like, "You don't post all of it." Well, I don't. I don't post every single thing, but we do multiple in a month, for instance, kitchens. So we see so many different layouts that it could be. So you've been in this area for in your home, and you you had an idea, but you haven't seen the other possibilities it could be. So we can right. show you all the possibilities you can have depending on your budget. And that's very important too, you know, sky's the limit of design, <laughs> but you know, we have right. budget too, which is important. Um, but we always want to give you the best look. Like we don't want to, we always say you don't hire an interior designer to give you something you already thought you could have done. We have to give you something extraordinary. We have to give you something you didn't think of. Like, right. uh, like, 
that one kitchen that we, you know, the, we did, the, you saw the 3D rendering, he didn't think you could put an island in there. And yeah, if it wasn't rearranged the way it was, no, you couldn't. But, you know, we made it happen. So, <laughs> yeah, when you guys show me the before pictures, I can't even imagine where things are. Like, I'm like, that's the same kitchen. It's crazy what you guys, yeah. how, what, like the vision that you guys see. Yeah, we put a before and after on our Instagram and one of our friends called and said, I think you accidentally put the wrong picture with that. So I'm like, we did. I looked at the post. I'm like, that's the before and after. You're seeing it correctly. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How did the designers get paid? How do you guys get paid? Well, okay, there's a couple of ways to get paid because are you uh, just a homeowner? Are you a contractor? Are you, a, you know? Oh, okay. So we usually, for just like residential, you know, just homeowners, we'll have mm-hmm. hourly. So we get paid on our hourly design fees. And then um, so it depends how far we're going. So if, you know, we are doing, let's say, we're picking furniture for you, for instance we deal with wholesalers. So, you know, just like a retailer, when you go to a retailer shop, they deal with wholesalers. So they, so we'll give you um, the same products, but you will never pay retail anyway, because you'll get them through us and we get better deals. And so, you know, mm-hmm. yes, we make commission, for instance, for um, furniture, but you will never pay the same amount as like going to a retailer because of, you know, the process that you're going through with us. We don't have overhead, we don't have this and that. And also we like to- Oh, no, I, thought it, I thought it would be opposite. I thought it would cost more. Well, we like to give you better quality because I don't want you to come back to me and say it's broken. So no, I won't give you like an Ikea price probably. Right. <laughs> It'll be a little bit, but you'll still never get the retail. But like, if you look at the same item, You'll, you'll most likely never get the retail item. I mean, there are big box stores that could probably beat us in some some ways, but I'd say like 90% of the things mm-hmm. beat them. And we trickle that down to our clients. So we get our commission and you get a you know beautiful design. You, you don't have to like worry about picking things. You don't have to worry about if it's going to work or not, if it's good quality or not. We kind of like, do all our homework beforehand, you know, mm-hmm. we, we get paid through some furniture commissions that way. And then of course our, our, our hourly, you know, we get paid for our hourly. Also with the purchasing, what we always guarantee our clients is that everything is always going to be taken care of. For instance, we have a home that we are um, actually going to be installing and you're going to be photo shooting uh, in a week. Um, Right now, especially during the times that we are in, there's a lot of issues. Number one is that we're very low on inventory. Um, Not just us, it's general. Things are really Mm -hmm. hard to get them shipped over. A lot of items have shown up damaged. Client doesn't know any of that. We're taking care of it. Like if they knew that that table came three times damaged, they don't know. They just know that on this date, they have a perfect piece in front of them. So Everything's inspected. Everything is taken care of. Um, it's or made sure that it's perfect for the day of install. So with the cost that you're paying for that item, that is also included in that. Our guarantee that everything is in great condition, that um, it's managed and taken care of for you, which takes a lot of your time that you don't even realize. Um, things getting lost, sure. delivery process. And we don't calculate all those minutes of us counting, you know, calling 500 times <laughs> to that. Yeah. Like, oh, where is it? Where is it? Why is it broken? Now I have to get it back. We're not going to charge our clients for everything. That's just that. part of the That's just a part of, you know, that furniture piece. Yeah. You have to get it. You have to get it, you know, perfect. So do you guys like stage the house and then... <laughs> they come in, they see it finish, and then they say, I want this, I want that. Yeah. So we accessorize it right before you show up for photo shooting. We accessorize the entire house. Um, the furniture pieces, they've already purchased. So all the big Oh, they do. Yeah, the big item pieces, it's all there. Rugs, couches, dining table, dining chairs. Um, we accessorize all the pillows, the artwork, 
all the little accessories that you see everywhere. And they get to go shopping in there. Yeah. You know, pick whatever they want, whatever they don't want. They usually keep everything. <laughs> Most of the time they keep it all. Yeah. Who doesn't want to just walk into their new house and have everything done? Like, yeah. I don't even Yeah. <laughs> everything from the throws, the pans, yeah. lamps, um, anything that just completely puts a jewel on the whole house, we take care of. And then they get the option to keep, to keep it or to return it. And that's the, the end of it. And then for the payment option also, like for commercial projects, sometimes we do give packages because they have deadlines. They know when they're going to end. Unlike, unlike residential, they change their mind. It could take a year. It could take six months. But commercial projects, you know you have two months. To finish this and so you you're on this deadline and you know how much you're going to get and you know how much you can charge them and what you what it entails so just depends on your project um and yeah what category you fall in how we 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 get paid with that <laughs> oh, okay i thought like if they didn't get the couch you were like taking out the couch or something but okay well, that's for developers mostly you're not doing any of the furniture so you're just doing the space planning the kitchen you're doing all the tile work all of that they bring in a stager because once the person purchases the property yeah. everything goes we're not stagers we, we don't, don't stage. we don't stage i won't bring you a couch and then take it back yeah it's, it's that's it's a another, whole other yeah we need job. a warehouse wow yeah i get props <laughs> to stagers that's like a whole other <laughs> Yeah. There's so many little parts. Yeah. <laughs> Although we yeah often that sometimes we've had projects where we have so another thing that we do is that we look at the neighborhood, we look at all the homes in the area, and that's how we figure out like for development projects how the what this how this house would sell, what kind of design is it going to be more Mediterranean, more Spanish style, contemporary, modern. Um, so sometimes within the tiles and the colors and everything else, it's in one direction, right? So it's like super farmhouse water. And then mm -hmm. and then they'll do um, something that's completely not in the vision. So um, it changes the style of the house and then other things wouldn't make sense. So in that case, we would like to meet with the stager and kind of bounce ideas off of one another to figure out the direction of the home so that it all makes sense at the end of it. But to stage it, we don't actually do it. Okay, makes sense. So do you guys ever clash when it comes to what you think should go in a space? We love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Never. It's a partnership. I tell her I'm married to you eight hours a day. I don't think I see anyone as much as I see Serena. I don't think I well, but yeah, I mean, we, we clash, but in a good way, we balance, her. we right. always like, I can't make a decision without her. I don't think she can make a decision without me. And we've done, we, we look at designs that we've done on our own, both of us mm -hmm. on our own. We're like, mm -hmm. we, we really need each other to balance each other. We, we do so much better together. I think we like to see things differently and we, bring it together in a different way. Like it's when we say when we're when we're doing a project we say you're gonna get a mixy design, it really it's really a mixy design. It's mixed design. It's really a part like both of us together. And so sometimes family will be like, can you help me with this? I'm like, that's fine, but it's not gonna be a mixy design. Like, you know, my design is <laughs> different. And I love it when we do it together. Yeah. We we have a different vision together. I think we try to impress each other and we like correct things. <laughs> I don't know. It's a different vibe. That's funny. <laughs> we we have a different vision. So, is there certain things that you handle in the business and she handles? I call her our. What do we call you? Our our purchaser. <laughs> she really enjoys. Like I love going to shows. I do, but Serena loves it on a whole different level. Going to the shopping. She loves shopping. Um. Listen, I'm not a fashionista. Not I, I don't like going clothes shopping, but take me to a furniture store. <laughs> I'll stay there for hours. She definitely is more up to date with inventories that are out there and things that um, she'll remember things from shows where I'm like, oh yeah, we did see that. I mean, listen, there's like 200 showrooms that you have to go through. Um, that's a whole other story. 
there's like uh, four buildings, 200 storms each building, and you have to go through them in a day straight. I just like loves doing that. Um, and is it all in California? Yeah. Um, no. Or you guys travel? There's, there's uh, North, North Carolina. There's, um, I think there's one in Texas too. Yeah. Yeah. Down North Carolina and Vegas. And then that. So are they showing all the things that are like trending or is it? That's why that we're able to tell our clients that, I mean, sometimes they're like, well, how do I know the quality of this chair I'm buying? Well, we've seen it. We sat on it. We touched it. We've used it. We know the vendors. We've seen these in person. So we know the quality that we're giving to you. Um, it's, it's such a huge trust process between you and your clients. And I feel like in the beginning, they're a little bit unsure. And by the end when we're leaving, they almost don't want to let our hands go. They're kind of like, so you're leaving. We're like, yes, you got this. You're home. You're going to do this. Like it's <laughs> um, But it, it's hard to, you know, I feel like interior design used to be for the celebrities and for, I say the super rich. And now it's become more geared towards middle class even. And every, it's kind of affordable throughout a little bit more than it was before. Um, I think nowadays anyone can hire an interior designer. On, on. Yeah, and that's exactly why I wanted to do this episode to shed light on exactly what you guys do. Because um, I feel like interior design can sound really intimidating. Um, just saying like, oh, I'm going to hire an interior designer. It sounds very fancy. Um, but just knowing all of the value that you guys bring, it really makes sense to have a designer because it's just so much more than where you should place your couch. Kind of new and it's kind of not. So the number one thing, it's very important that we have the right chemistry. Right. We have had consultations where we've left and we've both discussed it and we've agreed that we're not going to take on that client. So it's a two-way street. Um, right. We have to feel like we can work together. Um, in a or good way. Our aesthetic has to work. Aesthetic, you know, important. we want you to like what you're going to get. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to waste your money or our time. We want it to, you know, flow. It's a relationship we're going to be mm -hmm. in for the next, I don't know, six months to a year. So it's important. Um, and then as far as who's doing what also. Yeah. So I do a lot of the purchasing, but Nikta takes care of all the orders she does. All the handling, all the orders. So if, um, she has to call a hundred times and chase after the back you know end. the back end. Like you know when you have to keep calling people in New York and get your furniture here, or she's doing all of that. Making sure the payments are in and out, and she's like really like uh, she's hustling and and at that back end part. Well, I'm sure you have to be really organized. Yes. We kind of have a system down, we yeah. know like who's doing what, and then we, we cross-check one another. So we need to see, you know, sometimes we miss things. So we both know how to do each other's job. Mm -hmm. We know how to make you it get efficient. Exactly, efficient. <laughs> Efficiency is the key. Yeah. You know, kind of to know your part so you can do it the fastest. But we, we kind of do the same thing. And then... Um, communicating to clients too, we kind of have our own little way. <laughs> like I am better at communicating to the contractor and talking mm -hmm. to things. You know, like I'm not scared to talk to a contractor. I feel confident, and you know, we know what we're doing. And Bill right. is a very people person, and she's really great with our clients. So she's like always, you know, keeping in touch with the clients more and. I mean, I feel like it's so overwhelming. You can't even do both of it if you wanted to. I mean, some people right. do, but it's nice to be able to divide and conquer, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Make also, sure everyone gets everything done. An important note about talking to contractors and why Serena takes care of that <laughs> is that, um, shockingly, in 2021, women <laughs> in this field, really, you really have to, um, you really have to stand your ground and know how to, how to make a mark on the site immediately and to make them understand that you understand construction, even though right. you're a woman. Mm -hmm. um, you're still, we're still trying to break through that barrier because a lot of times wow. job sites and there's these like macho men. And, yeah. Um, like, what are these girls? They don't yeah. know what they're doing. They'll try yeah. to 
product something that we've done a thousand times, like a tile, a way we want a tile to be thought, like it's impossible. Like, no, and I show them a picture, I'm like, look, look, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you how to do it for you. Yeah. It's really important <laughs> that you know what you're saying, that you, you know, right. that you make sure that they know that you're in charge of that design. I mean, it's also important that you actually know your stuff. Yeah, you have to know you your stuff. Like, you know, you need to know certain codes and certain things. Like, yeah, I, you can't fake that. Like, it's all experience. And, and when they realize, in the beginning, most of the men, they don't think you know what you're talking about. But by the end, they actually, they're like, they're your friends. You. Yeah, they, they're like, they really trust you. They don't, they don't do one single thing without asking you. So they won't, like, put one tile. Like, no, 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 I, I, I need you to look at this. And I go, now you need me to look at it. They will rehearse the client saying, if you want to make it easier, you need to hire designers. Mm -hmm. The communication, um, I feel like contractors don't even want to have that anymore. They just want someone to tell them what to do and get the supplies and have them just do what they're there to do, which is the labor, right? They're not there to do for you. Yeah, I think they get, contractors get frustrated when they have to make these decisions. Yeah. Too. They have their whole, you know, they have to take care of all their subs. They have to make sure people are getting there on time, doing their job, paying them. They don't want to have to figure out what little tile should go in this niche and what, and we love right. to do that. So once they get over that, we make a great team together, which is why Strain in the beginning was saying we have our contractors that we like to work with because we've already broken that barrier with them. And mm -hmm. um, we have to, you know, rebuild that relationship and that trust. Um, we've actually been talking a lot, what's the future for Nixie and what we'd like to do. And we would love to um, eventually become a design build company. And oh, to just, nice. because it kind of feels like we already kind of do it. Yeah. Um, so that would be a long-term goal for us. That Serena would love to get her license. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. <laughs> an engineer and a contractor. So. Um, and we've only worked for design build companies. So that's why we're so knowledgeable in the construction aspect. Because first of all, the company we worked for were two women and they were contractors and they were designers, um, both Italian. And we learned a lot just by working with them. You know, it was four of us. So it wasn't like this huge, gigantic company. We had a hand in the business aspect and the design, the build, install, all of it collectively. So that's why it gave us such a, a broad knowledge of what's happening on job sites, um, which is really helpful. So my next question is for somebody who's like me, if somebody would ask me, what's my style? I have no idea. My house, I would be really embarrassed to have you guys over my house um, because most of the times I'll go into home goods. I see everything. I love it. And I don't know what goes together. I know I like it, but I don't know what fits together. Um, so what do you do with someone like me that I'm just like, I don't know, I want it nice. I think that's so important because, you know, looking at nice things and saying these are nice doesn't make a cohesive home. Right. So I have friends that are like, I know what I like. And then they bring all these different things. They're like, what do you think? I'm like, all of it's nice, but they don't go together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the most important thing to make a cohesive home. Um, you know, when you walk through the front to the end of the house, it needs to all kind of make sense and not just have beautiful things from different collections. <laughs> um, and I think that's how we bring it together too. Um, we ask a lot of the times when people are confused, just send me the pictures of what really inspires you. Like whatever's catching you, let's say we're doing a kitchen, just send mm -hmm. me whatever you like. And then I'll see sometimes, you know, that they are in different realms. And then I'll see the parts that they like. And I'm like, okay, I understand what you like now. And I think we're good at yeah. like mixing some styles, but still keeping it, you know, cohesive. Like and you'll always see something repetitive in like the 10 pictures they send you. There's mm -hmm. always common theme, yeah. even though it's different genres. So, and then also... If your home is like a Spanish style, we're not going to give you super modern, super modern, yeah. even though that's what you think you are. That's not yeah. So you're never going to see that. You're not going to see. Um, yeah. If it's not going to make sense, we're going to really tell you that we don't think that's going to work. And um, 
let's say you do like super modern and you like Spanish, we can, we can melt it together in a way Farm where it's, yeah, where it's not, it's not like completely Spanish arches and like straight sleek counter, you know, a cabinet. It's like, you can't, you can't. There are some things you just can't do in design. Like it's not, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think we're good at finding your, your aesthetic and melting it with art and that's important too for you to look at our portfolio and see if you like our style yeah. we do have a lot of different you know styles in there but in general it's it's us it's how we you know bring just the styles together and and finish it off in a i say modern contemporary <laughs> do you guys prefer working with someone that knows exactly what they want or actually no okay <laughs> No, because then you don't need us. And then those people are the people, they're like, they need us, but they don't think they need us. Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> They won't listen. And that's when I'm like, you don't want a designer. You just want someone to say yes, yes. And I don't like being yeah. here, you know? I want to tell you straight out how it is. But if you already know what you want, and some people are like that, they already know what they want, and they just want you to say yes to them. And that's what a contractor is there for, just, you know, to say right. yes but that's not what we're there for I actually prefer to go with people that I'm not sure and they really need our help and and then we blow their minds like did you even know this is what she wanted of course you, <laughs> you know like they, they yeah you know. those are the best kind of clients yeah the ones that really trust you and they really want your input and of course we want their input too but the ones that say I trust you you know what you're saying yes I love that if it's gonna look great let's do it it's so important. I can also it just gets out of control. Like some of them will be like, but I want this, but I want this, but I want that. And then you just don't, we're suddenly, we're just not even the Nixie realm anymore. Now we're just in your realm. And yeah, everyone's time and money is being wasted. And we don't like to do that. So that's the other thing when we were saying, we have to also want to work with you. So we kind of. So you fill out the person. Not like that. Yeah. Okay, so what about trends? Like, do you guys follow the trends? How do I know if I'm gonna get um, a Nixie design and how long would this style last? We really pride ourselves on having timeless designs. Um, sometimes a client will show us like this really crazy bold backsplash for a kitchen, which is great. And we tell them like, this is gonna be a long-term option that's still within trend and looks great, but you're not gonna have to rip it out in five years. And this is yeah. design week for you. Yeah. In, for instance, commercial design for like if we do a spa or if we're doing uh, flips and the neighborhoods have a more trendy uh, neighborhood, I love doing that. Like I love just going out of the box and just doing that trendy home because it's a trendy neighborhood and this is what people like here and this is what's going to sell. But if you're just a, a regular client, you know, like your family, you know, you have kids and, um, most of the time, you're just going to get a timeless Nixie design, where if you look 10 years from before this, look at our designs, they're still relevant today. And it really is, actually. I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. we, we even even went to one of our clients' house when we were working with the, the old designer, and that bathroom is relevant today. And it was 20 years ago that I brought in that yeah. bathroom. So it's, wow. it's like that. It's like those Italian designs you know, the stones and the natural materials and things that like are just going to look timeless and just beautiful forever. But of course, it's fun to do the trendy and the spas and the commercial. Like I love just going out of the box because they're going to change it up. They're, I mean, if they want a timeless design, we can do that too. But it's funner to do commercials and more of a trendy and, you know, attract people that way versus doing a home trendy and getting tired of it. Yeah. And then two years from now, you're like, oh, what is this tile? It's so 2019, like, you yeah. know? We know the trendy materials, and we really try to stay away from them because we know you're gonna get tired of it. It's just, it's just how it is. You're gonna get sick, you're gonna know what decade that was from, or what, you know? Yeah. And you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, they, still, they did this, you know? Yeah. So what about my gray flooring that I have <laughs> <laughs> that everybody has? Okay. Hi, Joyce. 
I don't think we've ever done a great floor, like uh, as in wood floor, because it is trendy and it gets out, you know, it mm-hmm. kills when I go to some clients' homes and they think they have it together and they have the gray wood floor with the gray couch, with the gray wall, with the gallery, um, wood <laughs> table with the glass top. Everything is gray. And, and then they wonder why it looks like everyone else's homes and you're just like, you put gray on gray on gray. <laughs> find your home you know and here's yeah. the prize pillar like even the gallery you know they are not making their own furniture so you can uh sometimes they'll be like oh you're this table is at z gallery yes but it's not because z gallery makes it there's other vendors that make the same kind of furniture as them much nicer not in everyone's home at better price points and it looks better so mm-hmm. Sometimes people, right now, the biggest trend is um, RH, for instance. Everyone's home is probably RH right now. It's one of the first things we hear when we go to clients' house. Restoration. Oh, yeah, restoration hardware. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, RH, okay. <laughs> finish the sentence. I'm like, restoration hardware, we know. Okay. With um, the gallery a few years ago, this year it just happens to be restoration hardware. Um, because... Because clients will walk into some of these stores that already have this pretty vignette. It's it's pretty, I I admit, like it's put together. And they're like, you know what? I just want to get this whole thing and I'm I'm done. Like, I don't want to think about it. So they take the whole, you know, copy and paste it into their home. And then they're like, oh my, like maybe like even six months later, they're they're already bored of it. And Mm -hmm. then the trend has gone and they've seen it in other people's homes and <laughs> and suddenly everyone's home looks and like then, yeah, exactly. Once you you lose your individual style, even of your individual your, your home, it's just not interesting for you anymore, and it's not it's not it's not personal to you anymore. Thousands of dollars later. Yeah, and and that's the most important thing I think to make your home yours, like personal, like mm-hmm. your your own safe place with your own style, like not feel like you're in a showroom just because something's pretty doesn't mean you know you, you really want to live in a showroom like sure we can all live in a lobby but <laughs> <laughs> so pretty i don't want to live in the lobby <laughs> yeah i love what you have on your instagram it's like it's so simple it's complicated and it's it's like so spot on to what you guys do. Quickly, I wanted to ask you, once I was shooting for a designer and she was telling me about some light fixture that needed to be moved because it wasn't up to code, I never knew that that could be, like I just thought anybody could just buy a light fixture and, and put it on. And I never thought like certain things. So these are certain things that you guys would know about. Can you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, there's so much things that like, even for instance, an electrician it's their job yeah. but for some reason plumbers electricians it's their job a lot of times yes they're very knowledgeable but i don't know sometimes things slip through the cracks and if we don't know it then it's like it almost becomes our fault too like the the, the i was gonna ask you is it your fault it, it's technically they need to know what they're doing especially if they're licensed but then they'll be like you know what the interior designer told me to hang it this way and it's your fault and <laughs> Okay, well, let's fix this. <laughs> but that's why it's good to be very knowledgeable and you, you need to know you can't hang a chandelier alone if you have a tub. Like, Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. dangerous and it's not to cope. No, you kind of have to know these things too. Especially um, when people see like Photoshop photos um, or renderings yeah. on Pinterest and they, oh, think, they think that you, can, you cannot, you cannot put a chandelier over a tub if you have an eight filling in there. Most people don't know that. Um, yeah. Um, you need required space yeah. for your toilet. You need a required space. Everything has a requirement. Yeah. It's not just. And not just a requirement, but also safety that we've learned along the way to like, I'll, I'll have a client show me a picture, but look, look, they did it this way. I'm like, this is 2020, what are we, 21 now? <laughs> Everything. <day. laughs> That's not even a real. Not even a real home. That's a picture. Like, you know, we could do that, but it's not safe. It's not to code. It's not safe. It's you are the homeowner. You get, you know, you want to take the risk, go for it. But I'm telling you, that's not to code and that's not safe. Like, we have to know these things because people, 
listen to us. The, engine, the electrician listens to us. The plumber listens to us. For some reason, sometimes things slip through the cracks for them too. Mm-hmm. And the contractor is not always there. And, you know, they, they're like, well, the designer said it. So <laughs> I guess I have to know my stuff, you know. It's important. We have to know our stuff. Yeah. So how do you handle people that, like clients that just don't want to listen to you? Like they're just set in their ways. Like, let's say they say, I want this and you know that it's not going to work or not that it's not going to work, but that it doesn't look good. Do you insist? (laughs) (laughs) So we we're clear with them because this happened before this happens before. And you know, we'll tell them we a hundred percent don't like it. And in the end, they still want it their way and they don't listen to us. So now we kind of like almost put it in writing. Like, you can do whatever you want, but my professional opinion is this. And when time comes, don't come and talk, don't complain to me. And right. most of the time that works because unless I'm 100% sure, I won't say that to someone. Um, and I just want to say also, we don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. Sometimes straight up looks at me awkward. She's like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, you can't just tell someone that's ugly. I'm like, I can't because you're feeding me. <laughs> So, so I'm going to straight up tell you that no, yeah. <laughs> you have a joke. We say it's been mixed. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> I love that. Um, sometimes they can read our facial expression. I don't even try to hide it. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, yes, if you, knew, if you knew what you were doing, we wouldn't be here to begin with, you know, yeah. um, homeowners that we go on their home and, and, uh, it looks like they've only been living there for six months and they've been there for like what 10 years or something. And you're like, wow. And we go to a home in Bel Air actually. And we had this gigantic, huge open space living room. And I asked them if they brought their couch from their old apartment because the scale was so wrong. And I know. Oh, wow. By the way, it was a Z gallery sectional with that famous coffee table. And it was tiny. It was this little tiny spot. Huge, huge room. And um, it made absolute no sense. And they spent good money. I'm not even saying that they didn't. They did. And this, but it was not the right scale. It was not the right style. None of it was right. So um, it's it's okay to tell them, you know, no, you you can't. We just can't. We can't have. Ninety percent, I would say, they listen. Yeah. Ninety percent of the time. And if they know that, I don't know. That's how we think of it. We just don't Okay. So the point of the story is people need you. <laughs> Everybody needs us. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> we need each other. I can't even finish my own room without each other. Because we can't see it. <laughs> beyond ourselves. So, yeah. Okay. There is going to be some people listening to this who are interested in um, the interior design field. What are some things that they need to get started? First of all, do they need a degree? Uh, well, you know, if you want to work for, I would imagine if you want to work for like a huge corporation, um, you would need some level of experience. I think it's like five years of, of actual experience and or a degree. Um, and then I know if you want to do like bigger commercial properties, you need to have your NCIDQ certificate. Mm. Um, but I don't think you need a degree to be an interior designer. Um, I think it's really a lot of hands-on experience. Oh, I was about to ask that. Pinch of good taste. I remember uh, my first year in interior design school, my counselor slash professor said, we're probably only going to teach you about 10% of what you actually need to know in the real world. So yes, we learned a lot about making boards. We learned about colors, textures, how to present and not have anxiety. Um, what else did they teach? Electrical, I would say. Wow. But most of what, what I learned was hands-on. We yeah. all experience. Every single project teaches us something new. Um, I don't think you can ever stop learning. So. And going to school is nice, but I really, it's, if you, if you right out of school told me to go and do this on my own, I couldn't. Yeah, you can. But you oh, need wow. To, you, you need to intern. You need to do a couple of projects on your own. You need to, yeah. Unless you want to do that. What about the designing of the computer, the 3D? Is that what you learned at school? No, it wasn't even <laughs> really. I learned it through YouTube. Um, I learned- oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
Um, back then, hand drafting was still a thing. Um, we actually had to take hands. I know we look young, right? Yeah. But we know how to. <laughs> you do. <laughs> AutoCAD was one, one, uh, what is it called? One course, one, one season. And we didn't learn anything. We didn't learn anything. There's a lot of things that we're, we still kind of need to learn um, that the youngsters are learning. Like Revit, I've heard. Um, I was, when I was working for the old design company, I, you know, there's year-round interns. I think overall, I had 215 interns, and I would ask each of them to teach me a new program, but I would always revert back to my AutoCAD. It's something that I know really well, I enjoy doing, and between that and the rendering, it covers us. I mean, AutoCAD, I really learned at the design studio that I worked at. The girl. What is it called? AutoCAD. AutoCAD, the program that you do drafting on, like architects use it to drop. Okay. So we use we use those a lot, you know, to scale the home and draw again to just the plans. Yeah, I think that's really important. And you can take those classes. Anybody can take those classes. Yeah. I'm sure they're better now than yeah. they were back when we were doing it. There's a lot of courses now. Yeah. I think CSUN offers more things now than they did when we yeah. were in school. And we were still rendering with with um with markers. We had to buy those Prisma markers and color pencils. Super expensive, by the way. Back when I was a college student, it was like three hundred dollars for the whole pretty set. Oh my goodness! Learn how to do like shading and things that you never used. So we just gotta use that stuff these days. Um, and we had to learn all these things on our own. And I'm sure we could take some classes, but I, I think we're good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, but. Yeah, right off of school, I don't know if things how how they are now, or maybe a different school or a different program is different. But depending on where you work, too, yeah. I know Revit is a big thing right now for people that are going into the to interior design now. Um, and it's funny because a lot of these old school designers, like the designer we worked for, she didn't know how to do AutoCAD. Um, she did hand renderings, and they were beautiful. And it's really something that. It's very rare to find these days that people can actually hand draft things. And they were yeah. super great at it. They would do renderings with hands. Um, and like something she can do, she's pretty good at it. I can't do I need my computer. Um, it's yeah. People, they don't teach you that anymore. Everything is technology. Okay, so if somebody just came out of school right now, um, what would be some ways to get um, their first client? Um, something that my mentor taught me is to take on uh, lots of family and friend clients. Anyone that will let you touch their home, you should take the opportunity and build your portfolio. I think building your portfolio is so important. Um, and also spreading networking. A lot of our clientele comes from word of mouth and from clients that we have with us. Um, our very first client given us like dozens of clients because she was happy with our work. Our home is amazing. And clients have seen that and it just keeps going. Um, I would take on as many clients as I could. Um, I think working with developers is a great way to start as well. Maybe some newer developers that are out there. If you want to get into that. Mm -hmm. um, if you have the chance to do your own flip, that was very helpful. <laughs> Maybe you have the opportunity. Yeah. Or even, yeah, working at, I mean, interning and working at furniture stores, things like that always help too. Um, but if you have the opportunity to be able to do your own flips. When you say that, do you mean in your own house or just like another flip? You're either way, oh, okay. like got a lot of con construction work, even though, even though our, you know, we work for a contractor, it's different when you're doing it yourself. So I was lucky enough to be able to flip my own home. <laughs> I didn't plan on doing it, but it just happened. And so I learned a lot that way too. Um, not just design but the construction and i i don't know for me it's so important to know the construction and the design end of it they they go hand. yeah i never knew how closely they're together like even a project that was done and i told one of my clients i was like do you even know that if i wasn't there they were going to install your your counters incorrectly she's like what do you mean and i'm like well the seam was supposed to be here and they were going to put it here she's like oh, i didn't even know that i didn't even know you were a part of that and i'm like well they're they installed counters but they don't see that seam is going to look ugly there so, <laughs> so we see these things we and we yeah. know enough to know that they're going to do that unless we tell them not to do that 
So it's very important, I think, to kind of, I, I don't want to say mess up on your own projects because it's a lot of trial and error. Construction is expensive and you don't right. want a client and then have that responsibility. You want to make sure you're insured if, that, if that's the case, you know, mm-hmm. like if you have the opportunity to, you know, do hands on, that's probably going to be the biggest gain for you. I would definitely recommend interning before you. Yeah, nobody should ever go from school right away to like jump out, uh, you know, big project. Maybe de- start decorating, like do finishing, but construction, I mean, uh, you know, construction is expensive. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to mess up that seam on the counter and then have to pay for that. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So how do you guys get clients to trust you? What's like the best, your best advice to get clients to trust you? I would say the most important is to have confidence in your work um, and also to have a personal relationship, like a personal business relationship. Um, I, I think we're in touch with most of our clients and we, have a, we grew into that relationship together where we trusted one another. I mean, they have to, first of all, like a lot of word of mouth helps, you know, yeah, clients, referrals really help you know when they tell them um and then also you have to be confident right i don't think that's something that you can fake you know if you don't know what you're doing show you that yourself so and we we constantly tell them and i and we're confident right. that we're going to do the best job so i will not tell some i can't personally i can't tell someone that you have to trust me on this that i know what i'm doing and then be doubtful that it's going to work, Never. you know, because then it's going to land on me. <laughs> and all that. So, um, I think it shows, but, you know, yeah. Right. Shows and, you know, they have to trust you. So if somebody is not ready to hire a designer, maybe they're just not financially ready, what are some ways, um, like three tips that you can share to design a room? Like what does every room need? What room are we in? <laughs> Okay, let's say a living room. Freshen up your pillows, put in your rug, um, paint, declutter. Declutter. I think there's more than three things, but declutter Declutter and look at the... Get rid of all your tchotchkes. Kind of freshen up the palette. You know, like look at the color, like have an idea. Fine, go Pinterest. Look at that picture, what colors are in there. Pick the three three most, you know, what's color, yeah, what's standing out to you from there. And um, you can't ever copy a room, but you can have a, a vision and a vibe of the room. So declutter it and yeah. make sure you have those, for instance, three colors and, you know, freshen it up with like paint and maybe some accessories a lot of the time. Like one of the things Serena and I refuse to do most of the time most of the time is we're not going to put a purple section on your living room. I understand you love the color purple. I get it. It's probably in front. But what are you going to do in five or six years from now when you're just sick of that purple couch, right? Are you just going to rebuild a new couch, go buy a new couch if you spent all that money? What you can do is just put purple pillows, some accessories, add it here and there so that you can freshen it up like we're talking about now just by changing up your accessories have a more neutral neutral palette and then layer it on top with your color color schemes (laughs) and would you say home like do you cringe when people say home goods is are those the things that you find at home goods are they like last season do you guys like those stores we love home goods yeah we love it (laughs) yeah I love it. I just, like I said, I go in there and I'm just like, I love everything. And I know that they all don't go together. <laughs> no, it's great. I love home goods because it's like, but the problem with it is there's so much. Again, you have to have an eye. Like I've had a friend say, she finished her house and she was like, I need to go accessory shopping. I went to home goods. I couldn't find anything. They had nothing. So I went with her and I found everything. And she's like, oh, I didn't see any of these. I didn't see any of these. I'm like, well, you don't have my eye. <laughs> Right. And we have to put it together for you. So yes, there's a lot of beautiful things. You gotta like bring it bring it home. Bring it together. <laughs> um no, home goods is great. I love it. And um we actually see a lot of 
a lot of things that they have that other places have, you know, um, but you, but it's not put together. So mm-hmm. the gallery, you'll see a lot of the things that they have in home goods, but you don't see it the same way that you see it in the gallery because the gallery has it displayed, for instance, or restoration hardware has it displayed. It's the same exact item. It's just displayed in a different way. I hope you gathered restoration hardware never listens to oh, the podcast. No, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going to. They're not sponsoring me, so that's <laughs> fine. We love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so last question. Do you guys have a dream client that you guys would love to work with? Um, dream client. Honestly, I don't want to work with a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay, yes. Yes, we have. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't have a dream client. There's nothing wrong. We've, we've worked with celebrities. We've worked with different kinds of people. We can't say names. No. But um, <laughs> like that, our dream client really is the person that says, I trust you. And they really listen to us. The yeah. best, the best projects have been one of those, well, we've had only like three meetings, which is usually first is the consultation, then it's the presentation, then it's the revision. And they, that person has not stepped into the house until the end. And it was like dream. the dream. You know, it's like um, shows where they walk in in the end. And yeah. they loved thing. We did not disappoint. And that's the dream client, that they really trust you. And they don't question every single thing. Things go wrong. We fix them. We don't want you to know every single thing that goes wrong. Right. Not me or any or the client or the contractor. Just things it's construction you know it's not like baking bread and starting all over again you just have to work with it so the dream client really has to trust you and and that's the best clients that like really trust your judgment and let you do your job right dream client probably lives in malibu (laughs) somewhere closer to zuma beach Sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful house. Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, these are dream clients that we'd love to, you know. Yeah. Them, but it doesn't have to be a celebrity. No, as I'm, I, I don't think interior designers are meant for celebrities anymore. I mean, they are. They have them, yes. But um, I just really like to work with people who, who respect what we do, who understand what we do, and trust us. And those are the best types of clients. And we really work with all sorts of budgets. We've worked with really, really high and we work intermediate mm-hmm. as long as you're practical and you understand that there's a big picture and a vision and we're here to create that for you. That's our dream client. Nice. I love that. Okay. So after this episode airs, I'm sure there are going to be many people in the Los Angeles area who are going to want more information about your business. So where can they find you? Design.com. And then our Instagram has a lot of before and afters. And um, I think we're also on, on Pinterest, on House. Yeah, we're all, all across Facebook. Yeah. Can you say your website again? Yes, it's www.nixiedesign.com. See all our portfolios on there. Our social media is on there, our portfolios on there, everything's on our, on our um, website. But uh, social media is very important. So I think Instagram is probably one of the more active. Yeah. social medias that we're on mm-hmm. um, which we could probably be more active on there's a lot happening behind the scenes and i think you've seen us when yeah you go into that moment and you really want to capture it but you're also there to do your job and it's like right uh, in between um so a lot of times people are like oh yeah, you're not active you're not there yes but we're at work like yeah. we would love there's some designers that have a whole production team behind them, you know, like, like this, this marketing is our team. team. Yeah, they have a team. Serena and I, everything that you see, um, we've, we've done that together from our logo, our website. Serena has done our entire website. So um, we've reinvested everything back into the business and into ourselves. We don't have, you know, a full-time assistant, but we, we do it all. Yeah. And that's how we actually keep a close eye on everything and we make sure everything is like 100% mixy. I love when so, you guys share on your stories, just like the process of everything. You see how like right from the beginning, how you're like putting everything together. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I 
to show you something. It's like, oh, here's the before, you know, see you in six months. <laughs> I, I'm not a hairstylist. I can't show you the before and, and six hours later right. show you the, the after. You know, I would have to. And then six months from now, you're not going to remember what I showed you as the before, so I have to reconnect you. It's yes. a lot of work. I mean, the designers that you see on Instagram that are, like, on it, I mean, they have... Like I'm telling you, an entire production team. Oh, behind they them. do it on their own too. Yes, but they're it's very active yeah. on social media. It's a lot. It's a full job. Yeah, it's a whole new career on that. You should podcast <laughs> that. I'd love to listen. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for doing this. I know so many people are going to be inspired by your story, so I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's show, be sure to screenshot it and share it on your social. Don't forget to tag at Pretty Ambitious Podcast on Instagram. We would love to hear from you.